worship. Amen. Thank God for the praise and worship. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for those who are worshiping in perfect and, and, and today with us. And we thank you, God, who are physically with us. Amen. Who came out today. So we are grateful for that as we get ready to embark on a new series. Amen. I thank God for this word. We got a new series called Price Tag. And we're about to jump into this thing. So I thank God for what he's doing in our life and some things that I hope uh, some fruit that comes from this series. Amen. If you have your Bibles, your tablets, your phone, whatever you're using today, go to the Gospel of Luke, Luke 14 and verse 28. Chapter 14 and verse 28 in the book of Luke. And it reads as follows. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to fetch it? I just have one verse right now today. The first jump off message of the series is called Count the Cost. Count the Cost. In life, not many things are free. Uh, everything's the cost in life. Everything. And I thought about it as I'm preparing this message that the one thing that is free is probably the best gift. probably is the best gift ever, and that's the gift of salvation. Uh, Ephesians 2 8 9 says this For by grace, you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So what God is saying really is that, that, that I give salvation. I'm going to let you boast about it because think about it. If you could pay for salvation, the people that had more money would have salvation. Uh, if you could pay for it and get it at a nice price, you would be bragging about it to others. Well, you ain't got saved yet? I, I got saved. I've been in pay that. I put my down payment on my salvation. He says, no, this is a gift of God, not of any work, so no man can boast. So while salvation is free, don't forget, there was an extremely high price paid for our salvation. It was the shedding of innocent blood, which was the Son of God. So in retrospect, salvation is free, watch this, but being a disciple costs. Salvation is free, but being a disciple, living for God will cost you your time, your talent, and your treasure. Uh, salvation is free, but being a disciple of God will cost you your own selfishness, your sinfulness, and systems you are accustomed to. Hope I'm helping somebody already. Today in Luke 14, we're going to talk about this, and we're going to observe through the text how this Palestinian Jew, Jesus Christ, put it before us today. I love this because in chapter 14, you know me, I got to go back to the beginning of the text just so you got a preview of what's going on. But in 14 at the beginning, Jesus is teaching the religious teachers about costs. A man has droopsy. What is droopsy? That's extreme water retention on your, on your, you know, people got to say water pills. Sometimes their ankles swell up and their wrists swell up because they have too much water in their, in their body. So a man had too much water retention. They called it droopsy in that day. And, and Jesus asked him, uh, do you need to be healed? And so Jesus said, look here, I can heal you. But then he went to the teacher and said, is it lawful that I heal on the Sabbath? Because on the Sabbath, you're not supposed to do no work. In the Sabbath, you're supposed to be chilling like a villain. On the Sabbath, you're supposed to be resting and focused on God. So Jesus says, look here, uh, uh, is it lawful if I heal him on the Sabbath? And none of the teachers said anything. I find it funny because then Jesus goes ahead and heal him. He said, but which one of you, if your donkey or your ox fell in the pit, would you not take him out of the pit because it was the Sabbath? Would you lose your animal just because it was the Sabbath? No, you would go get your animal out the pit because you needed your animal to do work or whatever you needed. And I find it funny, even in Jesus' day, that people that taught the word of God, that supposed to knew the word of God, still didn't put humans above animals. Am I, am I in Jesus' day or I'm in 2020? 
it's a trip that, that people that knew the word of God taught the word of God, but still say, you know what? I, I would get my animal out, but I don't think it's lawful for you to heal this man. If you are a person that supposed to know God, love God, and teach the word of God, and you you care more about Black Lives Matter being the name of an organization, trust me, I go on the record. I don't support the organization, but I do support the movement uh, because my Black Lives Matter, my Black daughters matter, my Black sons matter. So how can you say you love God and not understand that we got to love people if you love God? You gotta love what God loves most, and that is people. So we gotta show God's love. It's funny, Jesus was teaching that all the way back then. But let's jump to verse 25. Jesus goes, and a great multitude is following him. And then verse 26, where we started off, said this. Look at Jesus in verse 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Woo! Tough statement by Jesus. Jesus was no punk by no means. I know they like to make him like he was a, a hippie picking lilies with his friends. I know they try to make Jesus like that, but Jesus wasn't no punk. Jesus, Jesus stood on the word of God and was a stern man. So the first thing that jumps out to me is that Jesus is challenging our culture. Say our culture. Yeah, what, what is our culture? Webster defines culture as the customs, arts, social institutions of a particular nation, people, or social group. So the first thing Jesus comes is for our culture. Now think about this. Does Jesus really want us to hate our parents? No, of course not. He wants us to love our parents. If not, why would the law say, honor your mother and father? Still days will be long upon the earth. Why wouldn't he want us, why would he say hate them if you want us to honor them? That doesn't make sense. Jesus is saying, listen, look here. You can't put your father or mother above me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they don't know me and abuse their power over you, I don't know what they're dealing with, but you can't make them over me because what can happen is you can make your parents an idol and you can make everything about mom and dad and then leave God on the back burner. Oh, what about this? What if God, what if their parents didn't know God and raised you up in some ways and now you got some tough decisions to make, but you rather listen to your parents' voice than God's voice even though you know it's the wrong decision. So Jesus is saying, no, 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 you can't put mama and daddy ahead of me. I got to be the head of your life. Don't get it twisted. And then he jumps to say our brothers and sisters, those who we care about, those who were raised with us. Think about that. You have been taught the same value system. You you, you grew up together. Y'all yeah, yeah, love each other. It's a movie. I, I think it's called All About Eva with uh, Gabriel Union. And, and she has she's the older sister. she got three little sisters. This is a trip, y'all, because one of them's married. Another one's about to get married. All of them have boyfriends, and they try to live their own life, but all of them were far back to Eva. Whatever Eva said goes. Whatever Eva said we got to do. Whatever Eva said is the decision we got to make. No matter what, I'm married, and my husband wants to be my husband, and I'm supposed to be submitted under him. It doesn't matter. My Big sister said this. Don't be careful. We put big sisters and brothers and we look to them more than we look to God. And then Jesus goes on to say, look here, not only them, but, but your wife, husband, and children as well. Because we know we can make idols out of people we live with. Come on, come on, come on. Be, be honest with yourself. That little baby, we love our kids. We want to spoil our kids. We look up, we didn't spoil them, spoil them, spoil them, and now they rotten. And now we don't know what to do with them. We mad because we made them a little idol. We wanted to give them everything, and now they don't appreciate anything. I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm trying to help somebody in here today. But maybe we put our husband and wife on a pedestal too high, and we love them, love them, love them, and then they break our heart, and then we so upset with them, and we upset with God. But God said, hold up, you put them before me. Because I would have told you to go pray for them. I would have told you to how to love them in a different kind of way. But you put them before me, so you got what you got. So Jesus, God is saying, look, you can't put anybody before me. Jesus is saying this with authority and conviction. Because truth be told, without God, watch this, you wouldn't even have mom and daddy. 
Uh, without me, you wouldn't have nobody to call mom and daddy. Without me, you wouldn't even be born. Uh, would you be told, without God, you wouldn't even have siblings. I know they get on your nerves sometimes. I know you love them, praise God. I know they do all kind of things, but praise God anyway, that you got some siblings, some people you can love, even when they getting on your nerves, when they, even when y'all don't agree, because you still got somebody to love. Without God, come on, we wouldn't have those beautiful blessings that we call children. We wouldn't experience being a mother and a father. So without God, we wouldn't have none of that. I need somebody to praise God for your children, for your mama and daddy, for your brother and sister because God is clear without him you wouldn't have any of that so after he addresses the family watch this then Jesus comes again he says this in verse 27 and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple Woo. the second thing that Jesus is challenging in this text is our cross Woo. our cross yeah our cross our uh, Jesus already knew he was going to have to die at the hands of the Roman government. Jesus knew that he was going to be crucified. He knew that he knew he would have to carry our sins to a cross. I love this. Watch this. Because Jesus says, look here, I'm carrying the cross for your redemption. I need you to carry your cross for your regeneration. I'm preaching better than y'all responding, but it's all good. It's all good. Uh, I'm carrying a cross for your redemption. You know, your redemption uh, to be redeemed, to be brought back to God uh, uh, because the enemy made you a slave to sin. I'm carrying your cross for uh, your sins on a cross for redemption. But you're carrying your cross for your regeneration, uh, uh, the process of renewal, uh, the process of rest restoration. But, but, Pastor, how do I know what my cross is to carry? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, uh, how do I know what my cross is? Uh, uh, let me help you get naked. So I, uh, let me help you get naked because I get naked real quick. Uh, pastor, Pastor, what was your cross? My cross was smoking weed. I had to carry. Uh, 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 my, my, uh, my cross was getting drunk. Uh, is a cross I had to carry. Uh, my cross was being promiscuous and, and being a ladies' man and things like that. Is a cross I had to carry. We all have a cross to carry in life, but to carry it, you got to be honest about your cross. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you struggle with lying, then lying is your cross. If jealousy, if you get upset when you see people doing good and it bothers you and bores you up, jealousy is your cross. If you feel like you got to have everything and more than everybody agreed on homosexuality, I don't know what it is, but we all have a cross to carry. So what is my cross? My cross is something that I do that when I'm finished and the feeling of my flesh fades, I'm further away from God than before I indulged in the act. Woo, I hope somebody caught that. My cross is something that, 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 that when I'm finished and the feeling of my flesh fades, that desire that I had, and when I'm done, look at this, now I feel farther away from God than before I indulge in the act. And Jesus says this, you have to carry your cross. I carry my cross for your sins. I was covered in so much sin. Watch, Jesus already knows how he's going to die. I'm, I'm going to be covered in so much sin that I'm going to sit there and say, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? I'm going to be covered in so much sin that my daddy going to look at me and I'm going to feel, I can't feel his presence. It's going to feel like he left me and will never come back because I'm covered in your mess. Why? Because sin builds up a wall between us and God. So Jesus says, says, look here, since you are worth dying for, I must be worth living for or you are not worthy to be my disciple. Woo. If I'm worth dying, if you're worth dying for to me, I'm giving up all for you. I'm putting it all on the line. I'm putting everything down. I at least have to be worth living for for you. Can you imagine the crowd? Watch this. When Jesus echoed those statements, can you imagine the people that were enthused to follow Christ? Because think about this. Jesus is the man, y'all. 
He's healing. He's delivering. He's preaching the word of God. I mean, favor is on his life. He says it and it happens. He got people worth thousands of crowds mobbing him. Who wouldn't want to roll with somebody like that? He can heal any disease. He loved God and people would do anything to follow him. But Jesus was challenging them. Because who are you? Are you superficial? Or are you going to go deep with me? Do you want to be around me for the perks? Do you want to be around me for the benefits? Or do you want to follow me for real? Because if you want to follow me for real, I need total submission, even if it comes to death. Woo! Are you going to follow me or are you going to be a fan? Uh, are you going to follow me or be a fan? Because fans will trip y'all when, when people get their teams and, and they want that person. They on this team hard, but as soon as that team starts losing, they jump to the winning team. Uh, as soon as that team starts losing, they say, you know what? I can't rock with y'all no more. Y'all lose too much. Let me jump to the winning team. But a fan says, look here, I don't care what team it is. I don't care how bad we doing. I know we ain't won a Super Bowl in that many years. I know we ain't won a championship in that many years. But next year, I believe going to be our year. And a fan is loyal. So are you going to be a, a follower is loyal? Excuse me. Are you going to be a fan or a follower of Christ? So we've seen Jesus off top challenge our culture in the first text, in the first point. And then he tell, challenged us to take up our cross. And now we get to the bottom line of the text, the cost. Look at the cost. Look, 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 look 14 and 28 says this. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, 29 and 30. Lest after he said, lest after he laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Woo! I, I, don't, I don't know what's worse than starting something and not being able to finish. Jesus shares this parable of a builder, and, and it made me do something. I Googled up builders that went bankrupt, and I was surprised. They were all over the country. I mean, Illinois, Florida, to Indiana, to Maryland, to name a few. It was builders all over the country. And I noticed the common trend that the builders were irresponsible with the funds. That the builders had the money, but they said, you know what, construction people, we're going to play y'all a little later. Uh, we're going to get y'all when we get y'all. And they would pay them a lot of time, but they would do it at a later date. So the construction people kind of let it slide from time and time again. But they got to a point where they didn't have no more money to pay them. Uh, it tripped that the construction people lost companies lost millions of dollars because of these lenders these bankers that didn't have the money no more People who were going to be homeowners some of them lost hundreds of thousands of dollars Because the people that started the complex that started building the houses didn't count the cost They didn't set up a budget They didn't understand what they needed to do and say you know what I'm gonna be selfish and keep it for myself or whatever they chose to do with it And now people are hurting and other people are out of jobs too because they didn't do what they were supposed to do So my question is new creation church those of you that listen online watch this watch this Will you abandon the Christian life after a little while? Because you didn't count the cost of committing to Christ Woo. Will you abandon the Christian life after a little while because you did not count the cost of committing to Christ? Did you not look at the price tag that it costs to follow Christ? Yeah, it costs. Will you pick it up and see it and see that disciple price tag and decide, hold up, that costs too much. Uh, Christians may have to face loss of social status. Yeah, yeah. Everybody ain't going to be your friend. And it's going to get to a point where you want to draw a line in the sand and you're going to stand on God over your friends. Uh, Jesus said this, trip us out. Uh, uh, when the world hates you, don't get mad. It hated me first. 
Uh, uh, don't get mad when the world hates you. They post to hate you because they hated me. They post to want to kill you because they wanted to kill me. Because you were mine and you were my disciple. Matter of fact, when you speak the world, they ain't going to listen to you. Why? Because you're one of my disciples. He's laying it down on the line. Christians, watch this, may have to give up control of your finances. You got to give up control of your money sometimes. Say, God, what do you want me to do? God. Is this what you want me to give? God, is this what you want me to sow? God, here's my tithes and offering. God, I am trusting in you because I believe when I sow in good ground and you promise you will open up windows of heaven, then you're going to give me back more than I ever expected. You're going to set up a seed for me. We got to, we got to, we got to, what else we got to give up? We got to give up our time. Our time. Time to serve. Time to pray. Time to read. Time to study. Time to love. Time to do outreach. We got to give up our time. We got to sometimes watch this, even our career. Even our career, when God says some things ain't going to work there, when, when, when that stuff ain't right with you, and you got to move about some stuff, and you got to bust a move, can you trust God and say, God, I got to move into a new career decision. I got to get up out of here because this ain't the way that you want me to go. I'm willing to listen, even though I got to suffer for a little bit. Maybe my money ain't as tight as it was. Maybe I can't do what I used to do. But God, I'm walking in your will. God, I'm trusting in you. I'm counting the cost of following Christ. And the last thing Jesus leaves us with, I promise I'm doing y'all, verse 33, but I got to read this from my ghetto version. I couldn't do New King James. I had to go to the Message Bible. I love this. Uh, it says this. Simply put, if you're not willing to take what is dearest to you, whether plans or people, and kiss a goodbye, you can't be my disciple. Woo! Thank you, Eugene Peterson. Thank you, Eugene Peterson. I love that. He said, whatever it is, people, places, things, whatever is dear to you, if you can't kiss it goodbye and turn to me, you can't be my disciple. Jesus is drawing that line in the sand. He's saying, look this, when you follow me, you have to make a conscious decision. That's why I often call, watch we have music playing, but I'm trying to talk over it because I don't want you to come up here all emotional. I don't want the right song to come up and you got and you, you broken down and you feeling God and then that song get to moving on your heart and yes, God, I love you. Yes, God, I want to follow you. Yes, God, and then Tuesday, something happened and you ain't got no strength. And Tuesday, something happened, and because of a feeling that was emotional and not conscious, you didn't give up on Christ. No, no, no. You got to count, count the cross to follow Christ. Look at this. Look at this. This is what I'm telling y'all. A pastor went to the store to buy some shoes, and uh, he came in contact with a young clerk. She was graduating um, high school. So he said, look here, now, how you doing? He's talking to her. Tries to witness to her. And he said, look here, what are your future plans in life? And a young lady confidently said, hey, hey, Pastor, I'm going to the military. Yeah, yeah, a recruiter came to our school. I'm going to the military. My mind's made up. Uh, he taught me about free education. I get to go to college for free. Uh, uh, my kids I get to go to college for free. I'm joining the Army. He taught her about the job opportunities and all the jobs she can have and all the promotions and all the raises and benefits she can get. If she finds a husband in the Army and they get to raise a family, their, their pay will increase. He taught her all about that. He taught her the benefits and the luxury of traveling the world. He said, you get to travel the world. You get to go to anywhere, Germany, uh, uh, Korea. You can go all over. Over Hawaii, you can go all over the world and travel. And matter of fact, it's so good you can retire in 20 years. He told her all this stuff. But the pastor asked her, but did he tell you you might have to fight in a war? Did, did, did he tell you you might have to go to war? 
Did it tell you you're going to be away from your family for a long time? Did it tell me that you're going to have to do some rough nights and some rough training? You're going to have to carry weapons. You're going to have to be strong mentally and physically and do all these things. And it trips me out because she didn't know the cost and the reason so many people are ready to quit following Christ in these days and times because they don't kept the cross or we recruit them to the kingdom and tell them God going to bless you. Uh, we recruit them to the kingdom and say, God going to give you a bigger house. We recruit them to the kingdom and say, God going to give you a new job, a new vehicle, a new husband, a new wife. We tell them all the good things God can do. And don't get it twisted. He can do. But guess what? You got to count the cost. You got to count the cost of this culture of growing up in a different system and saying, God, I need you to change my mind, change my heart, rearrange the way I think, rearrange my friendship, anything that is not in my in your will. God, you got to bring me to it. We got to count the cost of the cross of our own personal sin our faults and failures and give it to God and say your strength is made perfect in my weakness oh God I need you to heal my heart and heal my mind and make me a new creation we got to count the cost of building up our life in Christ it is a spiritual war you will have to fight until the day you die so you cannot receive the benefits of Christ and not experience the conflicts that come with following Christ I appreciate better y'all responding I know I am it's cool uh, 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 you can't receive the benefits of Christ and not experience the conflicts that come with following Christ. This is why the Bible says this, you have to endure hardships like a good soldier for the Lord. You, if you're going to be in the army of the Lord, you're going to be a soldier, you got to endure hardships and hard times. You got to take the good with the bad. You got to take the sour with the sweet. You got to take the hard with the soft. You got to realize that it's going to go up and down in life because we living in a fallen world. I have to be willing to let it all go and let God have his way. Is there anybody here today that's ready to stop looking back and start looking forward? Anybody here ready today say, you know what, for Christ I live and for Christ I die. Is anybody here ready today say, Jesus, give me all of you because I'm sick of it. I can't handle it. And I'm sick of trying to figure this thing out. I've been living this world long enough. Bumping my head time and time again. And I've been doing things my way. But Jesus said, it's time to come home. Jesus said, it's time to come home. You want that screen. Want that crowd. I don't know what's going on in your life. But trust me, today is the day for salvation. It's a number on the screen to say text to join. If you need to, uh, Pastor, I, I need to get back right with Christ. I, I know Christ, but I ain't counted the cops. And I know it's the best decision I've ever made and will make in my life. Jesus said, look here. My disciple was a beautiful thing. That, that I got a party waiting for you in heaven. That I got a party that's going to be super than anything you can imagine for eternity. But are you ready to give up what this world got to offer because Satan trapped Jesus, why I love Jesus. He's our example to following, following God and submitting to God. The enemy tipped him three times. And each time Jesus said, you know what, nah, I ain't, you can't give me the world. I don't want the world. I want what my father has to offer. I'm not going to feed myself your bread. I'm going to wait on my father to supply my needs. I'm not going to rush out of God's will. I'm going to wait for God because God has told me I'm his son, I'm his daughter, and he loves me. So if you know you need Christ, all it takes is a Lord, I need you. Come into my heart, my mind. I repent of my sins. I'm ready to turn over a new leaf. I'm ready to become a new creation in Christ. I'm ready to count this cross and follow you for real. So if you know you need to follow Jesus for real, and I ain't talking about being perfect. I ain't, I ain't talking about being perfect. He died for that. He died for that. He died for your sins. I'm talking about making a conscious decision to, to, to fight the devil. And, and I was going to preach this, but I'll go ahead and, and jump on this real quick before I go. 
Me and Lady Thomas was talking. I was like, baby, it tripped me out. I want my walk with God, watch this. I want my God, my walk with God to look like an boy from Chick-fil-A. Oh my God. Because we go so much. And I said, I want my walk with God to look like an employee from Chick-fil-A. They always happy. They always ready to serve. I could never tell anybody Chick-fil-A had a bad day. I could never tell they got some issues in their life. All I know, they say, what's your name? Do what you want? Do you want more? Is there anything else you need? And do you do it? And when I say thank you, they say my pleasure. I want God to look in my life. I want God to see my worship. I want God to see my commitment. I want God to see my service. I want God to see it all. And I say, thank you, Lord. He just say my pleasure. I want my, I want my pleasure to be in him. But for any of us to have that, we got to make a conscious decision. You got to make it. That's what this whole series is about. Yeah, I don't know what y'all thought about something else. But we're about to deal with price tag because everything has a price tag. Salvation is free. But, but being a disciple has a price tag. Uh, uh, being a husband or a wife has a price tag. Come on, come on. Being, being, being a Christian has a price tag. Being a parent has a price tag. Being committed to God in any kind of way. Uh, loyal, loyalty, love. All these things have price tags. And we got we to gotta understand this. Am I willing to pay the price? Or is it too expensive? And I'm going to take the knockoff cheap plane route. They won't give me what God has best. It'll give me something, maybe, but it won't give me God's best. So if you need to be saved, if you need to be saved, let today be your day. Text the join with somebody to respond to you. Or you drop it in the comments, Pastor. I need to, hey, Pastor, I need, I need my life connected today. I need to get by in Christ today, whatever the case may be. But I hope this service has blessed you richly. I hope it has blessed you. And, and don't forget that we'll be here in the parking lot on a regular. I, I thought about it. Uh, so we just gonna do one Sunday, and, and, and God hit me with Jesus talk like this all the time. Jesus will pull up a boat and say, "Let's teach." Jesus will walk and see the multitude and say, "Let's teach." Get some grass, sit down, let's teach. And so we're gonna be outside teaching weather permitted. We ain't gonna worry about cover. We're gonna social distance and teach you outside like God has called us to be. So if you can, please join us. If not, continue to worship online. Whatever feels best for you. But we thank God for his faithfulness. I want to pray for you real quick before I get out of here. Dear Lord, I thank you, O God, for this word. I thank you, O God, for New Creation Church. I thank you, Father God, for allowing us, O God, to be able to speak, O God, over the internet and over the airways, O God, even in person today, Father God. We thank you, O God, for hearts that are caught counting the cost today, Father God, that someone may already be saved and say, I'm about to recommit to you closer, God. I'm about to recommit to you even harder, O God. Someone that doesn't know you, I pray, Father God, they find you and your joy and your goodness and your grace and your mercy. I pray, Father God, you will continue just to arrest our hearts, oh God, and help us that our walk, oh God, may look something, even like a Chick-fil-A employee, oh God, that our walk with you, oh God, will be pure, our walk with you will be enjoyment, our walk with you will be peaceful, our walk with you will be loving, will be kind, our walk with you, oh God, will affect others. So we believe that and we stand on that on your word, oh Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. Give the glory to God. Please tune in. We will be in Bible study this Wednesday. Uh, second reading, we'll have Bible study this Wednesday as well. So thank you. God bless you. And have a wonderful Sunday and holiday.